And welcome back to Everyday Daddy. You thought we disappeared, but no, we're back. It's season three. Uh, my name is Ben and I'm joined as ever by... Robin, it's nice to be back. It's it's fun to, to be back in the chair, isn't it? And, and be kind of chatting around these things. I, I don't know about you, Ben, but I kind of, I've kind of come today feeling like a pretty hopeless dad. Um, it's been one of those weeks where it's just like, oh dear, I'm, I'm doing dadding really badly this week. I mean... Just this know, week, just this week, exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, and and then you kind of come on. Oh, let's let's go chatting and telling other people about being dad. So if you've kind of come for all the answers, uh, the silver bullet to dadding, you probably come to the wrong place. If you, yeah, you need to find someone else. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, uh, if you've come to hear a couple of chumps kind of working their way through their mistakes uh, in their dadding capacities, then you're welcome. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're very welcome. And, and in fact, yeah, we're recording this sort of early November time uh, in that kind of post-euphoric out of lockdown realisation that getting back to normal life, well, actually, normal life is hard. Um, yeah. It wasn't that great pre-pandemic, actually. Um, so here we go. Uh, we are back uh, talking all things dadding, but we cannot dive in until we have had a joke. We need a dad joke, Robin. I've got a joke. I've got a joke. Um, so... Recently, I replaced my uh, bed with a trampoline. My wife hit the roof. <laughs> so cue the laughter there, Ben. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. In the post edit, I'll put, I'll, okay, I'll put yeah, the laughter yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure there's a long enough pause. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. We should crack. We should crack on. We, we should, should crack really. on. Um, so first episode, season three. Here we go. Um, here's the big question. Uh, both of us have multiple children. Uh, I'm sure many of our listeners have. Uh, more than one child and so that the big question is which of my children should I pick as my favorite I think it's a really crucial question isn't it? I mean, it's always worth starting this new series with a not very controversial topic isn't it um but y- y- we joke kind of which one should you pick as favorite but actually there's a more serious question behind it isn't there um in that how do we how do we treat uh, well, should we treat our children differently? And how do we do that in a way that's still fair? Yes. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know about your family. In, in my family, I, I, we get accused of treating one of them as a favourite. Uh, and it, it, it's not that this child is a favourite. It, it's just that there are particular things that we need to do differently, we think, with this child than with the others. But all the others are cued into fairness. I mean, justice, fairness is such a crucial issue um, to kids, uh, almost as a measure of our love for them. Um, and therefore, when when you do something different with one, and then the, the second issue that comes up, of course, is then um, changing as a parent as your kids get older, so you perhaps are a bit more relaxed about, you know, child number two, when they say, can I go out to the park on a Friday night that you were with number one. And so you get the kind of, well, I was never allowed to do that when I was his age or her age. Um, And that can be quite hard to kind of navigate, can't it? What's your wisdom on that, Ben? Well, yeah, I'm not sure I have much wisdom. I think, I think I'd also throw into the mix that, I mean, clearly, 
our children are different. You know, we, we don't just have, we just don't produce uh, clones. Um, and actually, I think there is a real issue that uh, for you know, there will be aspects of our children which we will uh, enjoy more. Um, uh, it, it might. I'm sure there are folk listening who who find it easier to relate to or get on with or spend time with some of their children over the, the over others just because of different interests. Um, and, and so it can be really. I think there is a discipline, isn't there, in in trying to make sure that you are equitable, um, whilst recognising differences uh, and accommodating those. Um, which is, there's no wisdom there, just more questions, really. More um, questions. <laughs> I mean, why, why, why don't we back up then? Yeah. Um, so, what are the what are the theological foundations that we've got behind us? We're saying that our children are different. Everyone knows their children are different, but but why is that? What what's going on? Well, there's got to be a sense there that we recognise the image of God in our children, and when we when we when we talk about the image of God, we can't nail that down to one thing in, in the sense that you know humanity is is a wide and varied kind of um group uh, and uh, and yet all are made in the image of god therefore when we we look at our child who is um who who is made as precious and valuable and to reflect something of the character of god that means there will be certain aspects of God's character that certain children reflect and reveal in different ways. Um, you know, so some some will reflect a kind of uh, creativity, whereas others might reflect a more kind of sporting kind of uh, uh, physical aspect. And, and neither one is better than the other, but we we respect the fact that God has made them with certain loves and, and interests and abilities and desires. And, and, and we value that in them. Yeah. Of course. We, so we're going right back to Genesis one, aren't we? Right at the beginning. Yeah. Um, Genesis one 27, God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. And there's a lot of debate about what it means to, to bear God's image. Um, but yeah, but there is surely a, a diversity in how we do that. Just look at the world around us. It doesn't take much to see that people are different. Um, and actually, it would be wrong to try and shoehorn everyone uh, into being identical. You know, that, that's not that's not the goal of of sanctification. As we bring our children up to know and love the Lord Jesus, and we train them in the instruction of the Lord, all those kind of things. The, the goal is not sort of a, a you know a, a robot version of Jesus that's where everyone ends up being the same I, I don't think unless I've read my bible wrong um <laughs> it'd be quite uh, sad if that was the case wouldn't it it wouldn't well, yeah it would wouldn't it it'd be it'd be a disaster um and it, and it would be taking away some of the intimate knowledge and way that God has constructed and, and made all of us um I mean Psalm 139 uh, familiar words to many, I'm sure, um, talking about uh, God's action in, in forming us, says from verse 13, for you formed my inward parts. You, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
you know, God's creative work in creating every individual person is is a is a wonderfully beautiful, intimate, creative thing. We, 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 he has designed us and created us with our our foibles, our personality, our characters, our likes, our dislikes, our loves, our hates. Although all those things kind of meshed in, that's that's part of his sort of delight in a sense. And so it, we would be going against his you know God's creative purpose for us if we were to try and shoehorn everyone into a box somewhere. Which is exciting, but doesn't make dadding any easier. It really doesn't. Um uh, and yet another yeah, I mean but but we hold on to the excitement, don't we? And and in that sense, I think it's not just a a creative uh sense that we're different, but it also we in God's sovereignty and providence we've been shaped and forged by our life experiences and and even if our children are only kind of four or five they've had some really quite significant life experiences for good and for bad which will have shaped them to uh, love certain things hate certain things react in certain ways um uh, choose certain paths uh that we we want to value and and respect as as far as we can um so uh, even in the same family, we'll have, you know, children who have had very different experiences of school, for example, and, and friendships uh, that that will need handling in different ways uh, and, uh, and and might cause them in the future to react, I don't know, in terms of moving up to high school in, in very different. I mean, you know, we, we've got four kids and they they react very differently in in very similar situations uh that may be partly of that I, you know who knows that could be genetic that could nature or nurture whatever god has ordained it such that that is the case and and that means that we have to you know perhaps be a little bit more patient with one than with another or a little bit more gentle with one than with another or um such that we can help them to thrive and l- love jesus with all their heart wherever they wherever they are yeah so so i think from a from a dunning point of view i can i can see a very straightforward argument for kind of um you know helping our children in different ways in terms of um i know just among amongst my three um you know some are um get much more anxious about change you know in terms of moving up to high school or whatever um another and one of the one of the others doesn't they just kind of mm. embrace life and get on with it um and, and so i can see that there's a very there's a very straightforward argument that says you, you need to know your children so that when they're facing stuff in life you know how to best care for them um i think we can take you know, and, and you want to give and 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 giving your kids opportunities to do different stuff and try different things and all those all that all that in a sense all the positive side of daddy you can kind of see okay i can see how that that, that can be different and managed well here's the thing should, should you discipline your kids the same way See, I think that's where I've changed over the years. I, I think I've I think if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I'd have said, yes, absolutely, of course you do. Now I'm not sure, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I think I've I think I've had the same essentially before I had kids, I'd have said, yeah, yeah. 
same rules for everyone, you know, justice yeah. and fairness, right down the line. You've got to, you know, be consistent, set boundaries. Everyone has to live the same. Now I've got kids. Let me try and give an example. Yeah, 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 go. Um, I mean, not, not necessarily a discipline thing, but in terms of, so we're, so my kids are uh, currently 12, 11 and nine and seven months. Um, the, um, so the issue is at what point do your children have a mobile phone? Mm. Okay. And so I, I think I, my natural assumption before I had children would have yeah, there would have been an arbitrary age that I'd have made you know on your 12th birthday you know you get a mobile phone or whatever just to kind of keep it fair we've discovered uh, my wife and I um, that actually it's more of an issue of responsibility you when are you when are you, when are you, when have you demonstrated that you're responsible enough to be given uh, access to this kind of technology and so uh, my eldest two have phones, my youngest does not. And my eldest two um, had access to a mobile phone at different ages because it was about when they could show responsibility. Um, and also, it's also to do with a little bit in terms of um, their friendship groups and at what point their friendship groups were getting mobile phones and there was a danger of... not. <laughs> Not being left out, but just this is just how they communicate, and and so, <clears throat> yeah, the kind of the the absolute fairness thing wasn't there. We had a bit of we had a bit of strife with that, um, but we were able to kind of have a conversation to explain why it wasn't a kind of a you know, on your twelfth birthday you get a mobile phone, and and I think you know almost from that kind of anecdote, I'd, I'd almost also add actually. You know, have, with a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old, that that the world of mobile phones has changed mm. in those three years. Yeah, and and you know the, the nature of social media, you know, TikTok, all that kind of stuff, is such that actually we have to have a different approach for number two than number one. So so there's a there's a sense in which actually this is about wisdom. Dadding is about wisdom rather than that uh, rather than hearing rules and laying down rules. And I think. I think that's where we, so certainly some of the um, parenting training courses that I did kind of 10 years ago that have come out of a, you know, we'd be more conservative evangelical, reformed evangelical, if you like, have been much more about discipline. You've got to discipline your kids. You know, it's kind of um, here are the rules. And, you know, if you just get these right, then brilliant. Actually, I think, I, I just think we need to, we need to, sit back on that a little bit and go we need to respect the breadth and variety that god gives us in our children um that means we you know there's not a kind of three-step process for raising healthy kids or whatever i mean it's almost slightly prosperity gospel when you when you start thinking it down that route but actually god has given fallible human beings with hearts and minds children who are fallible human beings with hearts and minds. And we need to kind of prayerfully seek wisdom and, and respect that in them. And I think just to kind of move it, move the conversation on a little bit more positively, I hope, 
Um, when you come to 1 Corinthians 12, which is about the church, but it's about the diversity of the church. And Paul talks about in that little letter, um, in that part of that letter, that the different gifts that God has given the people of the church that, you know, we're like the body that some are, are good at doing this and some are capable of doing that and some are, you know, and we work together for the common good. And, and I think in a sense, a, a family is a microcosm of that. Um, you know, that, that, that some of our kids have gifts in, in one area that our other and others have gifts in another. And, and actually our job as dads is to allow them to, to, to play their flute or to, you know, uh, to, to make music together uh, rather than, you know, be the Von Trapp family all singing in, in unison. Do you not do that before you go to bed? We don't. That's not, <laughs> that really is not what our family looks like. Uh, come. Knowing your family, I now have an image uh, of your family lined up at the bottom of the stairs, singing, singing away before bedtime. It'd be yeah, glorious. I'm, I'm not sure that would be the song they would be singing before bedtime, to be honest. <laughs> There'd be something quite different going on. Uh, that was a tangent, but um, <laughs> but how, so how do we how do we go about helping our kids then to just discover what they are, um, you know, where they are gifted and where they are different and where they are where they are diverse? Because I guess that the, the the danger is um, is that we I guess our natural inclination is to give our kids opportunities to do stuff that we like. Um, or we're good at, or, or or we kind of default to how we grew up and those kind of things. What, what and maybe you've got any advice for um, how maybe as a dad, if you've got a kid who's into something that you're just not interested in whatsoever, how, how do you engage with that? How do you encourage them in those things? That's a really good question. I'm not sure I'm particularly brilliant at that, but um, I think it is, you're right, so much easier. And, and they will, uh, a lot of the time, they will naturally love the things that you love just because you're dad. And and, um, and they will, they probably picked up some of the, some of the same abilities and skills that you might have. But, you know, I, I guess an example at the moment is my kids are into Minecraft. Now, I, I can't, I don't get it at all. I kind of look at it and go, this is just blocky and strange. But I try and listen when they explain it, even though I'm not getting how they've, mashed up a brick a rock to make diamonds to whatever it is that they're doing to you know um but i'll listen and i'll you know try and understand as best i can even when i'm so, so it's kind of taking an interest in things that you might not otherwise be interested in and so when you know going back to the the kind of what, what you said at, at the beginning in terms of sometimes it's easier to be involved with one child i think that's where we just need to work really hard if a child's really into something that we're not into, we need to try and get into it and respect their loves. Yeah, and also I guess we need to get into we need to understand what they what makes them tick and what, what makes them excited because it might not be good for them. Yeah, <laughs> you know there is a kind of um, yeah being aware of kind of the because within any interest or or skill or gift or hobby or whatever there there is always a kind of a community around that that we need to try and. Um, understand and help them engage with and then I guess ultimately help them to bring the light of the gospel in into that and how did how do you do this thing or how do you hear with um uh, christianly yeah um in a sense so it's it, it sounds like a lot of hard work 
well, dadding is, isn't it? And my word, yeah, I think still feel like I'm a total novice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess it's, that's just opened a, a can of worms. I think there, and a, and a few, yeah, exactly. It's the best. It's, what we're here to do um, is to start the conversation. <laughs> we by, by no means can we ever finish it. Um, that's pretty much all we've got time for. I think as we uh, kick this season off, it's just a reminder, isn't it, that um, yeah, dadding ad is hard. Uh, it requires being present. It requires time and, and effort and investment. Um, but actually, if uh, if we do that, it's, it's a wonderful privilege, isn't it? Um, we well, do stay in touch. Well, yes, you can get you can contact us uh, by emailing everydaydadding at gmail.com uh, or check out the website. We're going to keep updating that everydaydadding.com. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.